So Father, we just thank you. Thank you that we can gather here one more time. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, we want to we wanna be in love with you every day of our lives. We can't do anything without you, Lord. Holy Spirit, will you come here? Will you help me speak what's on your heart? God, my mind is yours. Everything that I am is yours tonight. Use me as an instrument to bless your body tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. The service is for you. Everything that we do is for you. In Jesus' name. I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach tonight without crying because God has just been dealing with me about this. And I believe that we can get so religious in what we do. We can come to church every Wednesday night, every Sunday night, just because we had an experience years ago. And we know that he's real and we love him. But then all of a sudden it just becomes so mechanical. And, and we just don't even know why we come anymore. We don't even know why we show up to serve anymore. Can I get a witness? How many of you have found yourselves in a situation where, where, where you don't know where the fire that you once had is? But God has brought you here tonight to remind you of his goodness and of his love and, and that he has called you into a love relationship with him. Hallelujah. So I want to start by telling you um, a little bit of just the piece of my testimony. But... I remember that the first time that I ever went into a church, that I first felt convicted by the Holy Spirit. You know what happened to me, I remember so vividly right now, is that I saw the holiness of God. You know, I was there and, I, and, and they were worshiping in that church and all of a sudden, I just had this revelation inside of me that I was like, man, God is holy. God is real, but he's so holy. And then all of a sudden, I look at myself and I just feel like I'm filthy rags. All of a sudden, I look at myself and I just realize how impure I am. I thought that I was such a good person. And all of a sudden, all that stuff that's in my life, the sexual immorality, the habits, the alcohol, the, the everything, it's just so filthy. And, and I'm standing there before a holy God. And all of a sudden, I can't help but repent. But sometimes I feel like we forget that he's a holy God. But more than that, you know, that day I realized that his blood washed over my sin. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Praise Jesus. But one thing so powerful happened. This young girl, her name was Cecilia. She came up to me and she shared such, she shared such a simple testimony with me. She said, you know, I used to be in the world. I used to dance in clubs and I used to drink and I used to party and all that stuff. And now I just don't anymore because I love Jesus. Such simple testimony, but her obedience did something in me because I stepped into that church thinking that I had no place in being there. I was like, there is no way. Lord, I know, I, I realize that you're real. You showed yourself to me, but look at me. I'm this girl that's living sin, deep in sin out there. There's no way that I can fake this or there's no way that I can ever change. And so I was like, you know what? This was great, God, but I, I can't come back. But what her testimony did to me is I realized that I can change. 
can do it for me. And so that night, I realized, I said, God, you know what? If, that, if it is possible to change, will you do it for me? If it is possible to be sanctified, will you help me? And that changed my life, man. That changed me forever. And I just want to caution us tonight because, yes, I am, I'm telling you, it was, grace is free. Jesus died on the cross, right? What he did, nobody could ever do. There was nothing that you could do on yourself that could get you to heaven, right? It was because of his sacrifice on the cross and his blood that we could inherit salvation, right? But if we stop there, we're setting people up for failure. So the message that I want to preach to you tonight is not a message that is legalistic, it's not to talk about, you know, how holy somebody is and how holy you're not or I'm not. It's not about that, man. Holiness or, or purity is about relationship with God. See, I believe that, that purity is a bridge to intimacy. We can't see God without purity. So the title of the message tonight is pure. Come on, look at your neighbor and say pure. Hallelujah. So I believe that. You know, we need to disciple people to know that there's, there is a way to change that is in the Holy Spirit because He is holy. His name is Holy Spirit. Come on, say it with me. Holy, Holy Spirit. And His job is to help us to be sanctified every day, right? Come on, tonight is going to be the thermometer. I don't know if you're excited about this word, but I believe that there are some people under the sound of my voice that understand that it's not about legalistic, but it's about God, I want you so much. Holy Spirit, I want you so much that I am willing to let go of anything that hinders my relationship with you. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people will say that you know, it's cheap, it's, it's, it's cheap grace is what they call, right? It's like it, all, it was all free, so I don't have to do anything. I can just keep on living the same way that I was living before. You know, that's Old Testament. You don't have to sanctify yourself anymore. Well, that's a lie from hell. That's a lie from hell because the only way that you can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit is by asking Him to sanctify you, right? Hebrews 10, 26 says that if you, if you know the truth and now you're willfully sinning again, then that means that there remains no sacrifice for sin, right? If you live in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with Him and the blood of Jesus covers us from all unrighteousness. But all of a sudden, we just perverted the gospel. And, and we're, we're like, you know, I want to give an example, okay? Somebody buys me a house. Somebody buys me a, an expensive house, the house of my dreams. It was free for me. But does that mean I'm going to let it just anybody come into my house and, and trash it up to the ceiling? Because it costs a lot of money to somebody, right? But sometimes we look at the cross and we're like, it was free, so I don't have to do nothing. Man, I'm concerned because the Bible says that if we do that, we're crucifying him all over again. I'm concerned because if you say that you love Jesus, but yet you can't let go of anything, where's your love? Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments and I will manifest myself to you. So look at your neighbor and say, purity is a bridge to intimacy. Y'all are so quiet tonight. 
Oh, my Jesus. All right. So we're going to read Matthew 5, 8. Let's all read it. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The first thing that I want you to see, hold on. First of all, can we just, can we give a hint of praise to God's word? Can we do that? Man, we are a generation that love God's word. Hallelujah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The first thing that I want you to see there is to see God, there's a condition. And that's related to the condition of your heart. See, we don't seek holiness for religion, but because we want to see him. Right? We seek to be purified because we want to see God. You know, some people might look at you and be like, man, you're just so religious. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But religious is the person that comes to church week after week just to go through the moves, raise their hands, and hallelujah. But where's the relationship? I mean, if you know that you cannot have a relationship without yielding. Man, can I get an amen? Can I get a witness from the married folks in the house? You can't have everything your way. It's like we want Jesus, but we want it our way. Right? It's us who have to yield to the Spirit. It's us who have to change. He changes not. The second thing that I want you to look in that scripture, if you can put it up there still, is hallelujah. Is we'll see God if we are pure. Where? In the heart. Not if we're pure on the outside. Right? If we're pure in the heart. That means that, you know, Jesus would not be pleased if we lived in a society that had no adultery i just shocked some of y'all but jesus said if you're looking at somebody lustfully you already sinned in your heart so that means that what pleases him is not so much what's on the outside as it is what's on the inside so i just i just you know, I, I want to live a lifestyle where I constantly, daily, ask the Holy Spirit to probe my heart and see if there's anything in me that doesn't please Him. Because I want to see Him, right? I want to see Him. I don't want to live a dead life. Hallelujah. And so purity matters to God. If there's nothing else that you take from tonight is that purity matters to God. It matters to Him because He wants to be close to you. But it's got to be on His terms. He's God. See, I remember in Genesis when we read about Adam and Eve and, and then they sin, right? And what happens is that they're separated from the presence of God. They once had fellowship with God. They once walked close to God and then all of a sudden they hide in shame. And what does God say? They say, he says, Adam, where are you? Where are you? But he, I, you see, I don't believe that God said that and like, Adam, where are you? I don't believe that he was so much like angry at the fact that he had sinned as he was saying, Adam, where are you? Yes. Adam, we had such a great relationship. We were so close together. Where are you? What have you done? What have you done? And it's God's desire and it's always been his desire to be close to us, to be one with us. But purity is the bridge to that intimacy, amen. 
And today, the message is going to be split in two parts. If you're taking notes, is there's the anointing that's in you and the anointing that's on you, right? So Holy Spirit is in you for you and he is upon you for other people, for others, right? So we're going to talk about the anointing inside of you, the anointing that God has put inside of you when you were first saved that's going to cause you to be transformed from the inside out, amen? So let's read uh, Genesis chapter 8, 6 through 12. If you have it up there, this is what it says. This is, okay, y'all know the story of the flood, right? Noah, wickedness was raining in the land and God decides that he's going to send a flood to wipe out all the wickedness and all the people, but he puts Noah and his family in the ark. And this is what happens. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and set out a raven, say raven. And it kept flying back and forth, back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the, say dove, could not find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. And this time, it did not return. I want to talk to you about the dove tonight. The dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, right? But also to us in the Bible and the church of God and how we're supposed to be pure. But the interesting thing that we just read there in that scripture is that the dove doesn't land just in any place. See, when he sent the, the raven out, it says that he went to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. And you know what? To the raven, all the raven cares about is to eat flesh. It's to eat what's impure. All the, the raven cares about is to getting out of that ark. He can't stand being in the ark. But he wants to be out, right? And he's to and fro, to and fro. But the raven, it says that he released the, the, the dove, it released the dove, and the dove came back. The dove did not find a place to land until it was dry ground. So where is it that you're walking? Where are your feet going tonight that they're not supposed to be walking on? You're not supposed to be going anywhere. You're called to be different. What are the people that you sit on the table with? And I mean, don't get me wrong, Jesus sat on the table with the sinners, right? That's what we're called to do, right? Yes. But if the five closest people to you are people that have a terrible lifestyle, that's what you're going to become. Right? Y'all don't believe what I'm saying. But the dove doesn't land just in any place. See, a lot of us say, you know, I can do that. There's nothing wrong with drinking a glass of wine or doing this or that. See, it's not about, you know, so much what it is, what it's not. Everything I can do, but not everything is beneficial. So the question that I want to ask you is, did you ask the Holy Spirit? Because I don't want to get in the merit of what is right and wrong if it doesn't say in the scripture. Did you ask the Holy Spirit? Not everything that is, that is right for you is for you because it might not be beneficial. If the Holy Spirit told you not to, then you better not go there. I, I, I see 
see some of y'all looking at me like I'm a religious crazy freak. That's all right. Because I love the Holy Spirit and I don't want to do nothing to grieve him. Come on, guys. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. He's a person. And there's things that he likes. There's things that he dislikes. You know, last week, you're going to laugh at this. Go ahead. Okay? Um, I just let Aria watch YouTube and, you know, the babies, oh, my goodness. They know how to do all the scrolling and the picking and all that stuff, right? And she just got, like, insanely addicted to Moana. How I many of the parents know Moana? There's a line where the sky is No wonder. Now everything, I play Baby Shark, she's like, no, Moana, Moana. I'm like, oh my God, okay, Moana. But you know, the Holy Spirit, I asked the Holy Spirit because something in me was just not, I was not okay with some of the things that, but I was like, Holy Spirit, maybe I'm just being too religious right now. Like, let her watch Moana. I'll explain a few years later, you know, that the guy that's a demigod, whatever, like that's not biblical. It's fine. Like, it's okay, right? And I don't care. If, if your kids watch Moana, I'm not judging you. It's all right. But the Holy Spirit, show me. I don't want, I don't want you to do it. If, you know, I, I don't like it. So if I don't like it, then don't do it, right? It's so, a, listen, I, I, y'all hate me right now. I might never come back. Apostle Kyle is never letting me back. He's kicking me out. But that's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, man. And there's nothing that I want to do that doesn't please him because I love his presence more than like anything in this earth. My God. Hallelujah. I feel like, like David, right? He's like, oh, don't take your spirit away from me. I'll let Moana go, right? I can deal with that because that was in my head all night, all day. Anyways, I could no longer stand Moana. It's all right. But so ask the Holy Spirit. It's just, it just amazes me that we have that personal access to him whenever we want. And we can just be in his presence and be like, Holy Spirit, show me things, right? I mean, if you know, he takes us in some rabbit trails in his word and, and, and speaks to you. And there's nothing like that in the whole earth. Man, I let go of anything for that. Amen. Anything for him. And so what we were just reading is the difference between the attitude of the raven of the dove, right? And I truly believe that that speaks of our nature too. We have a sinful nature, right? That's after the things of the flesh and that's after the impure things of this world and then we have the dove inside of us when we receive the holy spirit right now we have the spirit in us telling us what's pure what's right some of you can get you know can testify to this but before you knew jesus it was so easy you only had one nature right you only wanted the club you only want you only wanted those things right but all of a sudden this dove this Holy Spirit, this almighty God came to live inside of you and now you have a conflict inside of you, right? And now things got a little harder, but he's your helper. And if you choose him, man, if you choose him. And the Bible, you know, talks in Song of Songs. How many of you have ever read Song of Songs? So beautiful. Man, if y'all have never read the man in the house. If you never read it, go ahead and read it. Because if you talk to your girl like that, <laughs> let's just say things are going to get a little better, right? It's going to get interesting because it's beautiful. I was like, if you wrote that on a note and left it on the 
fridge for me. And when you come home, my goodness, I'm going to love you, right? I'm going to give you a kiss. So it's so beautiful, but it is a picture, you know, it's a bride in the groom, but it's actually a picture of God and the Holy Spirit and his church, right? And he's constantly saying, uh, do, making reference to the dove. He says to the bride, he says, your eyes are like doves. See, the dove, it can only focus on one thing at a time, right? He's got binocular vision. It can only focus on one thing at a time. You know, sometimes we're focusing at too many things but all we need to focus on is the holy spirit is jesus right and when we focus on him it's so much easier to not sin stop worrying about the sin here the sin there that you don't want to commit and just focus on falling in love with the holy spirit and it's going to become so much easier and then the second thing is he says you are dove you are a dove Man, Jesus looks at the church and he's, he calls her a dove. He calls her pure. That's what the church is called to be. That's what we're called to be. It says in Songs of Solomon um, 6, 9, it says, My dove, my undefiled one. My undefiled one. Man, you know, little things can defile us. Nobody wakes up in the morning and decides, you know what, today I'm going to mess up with my relationship with God. I'm just going to mess up big time. Nobody wakes up and is like, today I feel like losing the Holy Spirit. You, it's little by little, right? You wake up and, and, and you say something here and, and you feel like the Holy Spirit convicted you, but you just, you're just too busy for him and you just keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And all of a sudden you don't feel that conviction anymore. All of a sudden your heart becomes hardened right we don't ever want our heart to become heart like that I remember when I converted you know I, I would go in front of the mirror and for the first time in my life no clothes that I had in my closet I could wear because I would look in the mirror and Holy Spirit was just like mm -mm. <laughs> you ain't leaving the house with this song right so I had to throw everything away but in Brazil we were poor so I was like Jesus what do you want me to wear you know I'm just I don't know um but anyways, but then, I, of course, I was like new with the Lord and I started to just, I wasn't, pretended like I wasn't listening to God. Pretend like I couldn't hear him. And all of a sudden his voice wasn't there anymore convincing me of it. Because he's so gentle and so kind. He's not going to override your will. You have free will. But be careful because the little things that you let in can cause your heart to be so hardened. That you no longer hear the voice of God. I believe that some people right here, right now, you just, man, you just don't hear God like you used to. You don't feel his presence like you used to. And it's all because of the little things that you let in, right? Oh, man. We are his undefiled one. And when, when we do walk in places where we're not supposed to walk, we just need to repent and call on the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So... See, we get the Holy Spirit at salvation, but the Holy Spirit gets us at surrender. See, you can have the Holy Spirit inside of you, but Him not be able to do nothing with you or through you because you need to surrender. See, once you surrender, then He can use you like an instrument, right? And sometimes the Holy Spirit is not, see, we all want the, the, the words of knowledge, right? We want God speak to me about their marriage. I go there, but I give him word of knowledge 
But sometimes it looks like God talking about your marriage first and what you need to fix on your life first before you can minister to somebody else. But if you can't hear God for your life, how do you want him to use you for somebody else's life? If you can't yield to the little things, how do you want him to use you in the big things? Right? So let's read 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 21 talks about this. It says, nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Listen to this now. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes, say special, special purposes, and some for common use. A lot of people stop right there and they're like, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. God, God chooses some to be silver and gold, to shine, and, and some to not. But that's not what scripture is saying. Keep reading. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for? special purposes made holy useful to the master and prepared to do any good work look at your neighbor and say depends on you depends on your position are you allowing God to work in your heart are you allowing him to come and purify everything in you so he can use you for special purposes there's no secret to the great a lot of people like what is the secret of the great anointing of Catherine Coleman yeah you know what the secret is she loved the Holy Spirit. She loved, her, she loved the Holy Spirit so much that she, couldn't, she didn't even care to, for you as much as she did for the Holy Spirit. If she would rather offend somebody than to offend the Holy Spirit. She would do anything for the Holy Spirit. She would come up on the platform and she would declare her love for the Holy Spirit. And as she did that, she didn't have to lay hands on nobody. People were healed. People were saved. People were set free. Because she honored the Holy Spirit right? When we begin to live lives that honor the Holy Spirit, that reverence the Holy Spirit in everything that we do, we're concerned with the Holy Spirit, then things are going to start happening, right? Well, think about Jesus' baptism. He was in the Jordan River. And what happens? The Spirit of God in the form of a dove descends upon him, and they hear a voice from heaven that says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Spirit of God will only be upon you for special things if you consecrate yourself, if you hear His voice and you yield to it, right? Again, this is not a legalistic, you can have a, a parameter and, and measure who is holier than that. That's not what it's about, man. It's about you and the Holy Spirit. When you pursue true holiness, you're pursuing a person. And then miracles are going to happen because of that intimacy that you have with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So uh, if I can have uh, somebody do some, some music for me, Mackenzie and Trey. Hallelujah. There's one more scripture that I want to read for you before we close. It's 1 Kings 17, 17 through 23. Man, I was reading this in my room the other day. And God just, you know when God just like highlights one word and you're like man how did I never saw this before it says sometime later the son of the woman okay this is Elijah he's in the house of the widow right 
Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. Go next. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, men of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him into the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. And that just popped out to me when I was reading his. Elijah could have carried the boy anywhere, but he chose to put him on his bed. <laughs> I said, God, what are you trying to say? You know, the bed talks about that place of intimacy. Your room is already a place of intimacy, but the bed is even more. You're only going to be able to operate, you know, in the power of God in mighty ways if you take those things to the secret place, to the intimacy that you have with God. That he can use you for special purposes, right? Come on, you can all stand to your feet as before we close. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. I believe that even before you came in here tonight, the Holy Spirit was all in already dealing with you on some things little things little little things to some of y'all the Holy Spirit was saying you know you just need to change the way you talk and, or you just need to stop being so arrogant and start started being more kind like me or stop being so greedy you know I am the source just open your hands or, or stop being so angry I don't know. I don't know what it is the Holy Spirit was convincing you of. But this is between you and Him. But tonight is the night where everything that is hindering, everything that is blocking, everything that is in between you and Him is going to fall down in Jesus' name. So whether this is the first time that you're ever surrendering to the Holy Spirit and, and desiring a closer intimacy with Him and to come to Jesus, or whether this is just you saying, Holy Spirit, tonight, I just need to re-consecrate. I just need to repent from some things. And I need your spirit. I need your power to come and purify my heart. I want to have a pure heart. Come on, if that's you tonight, with every eye closed, you're saying, I need a pure heart. Holy Spirit, I can't do it alone, but I need that pure heart. Will you just lift up your hands so I can see? Come on, thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 